0: Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about the house, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the house app. Come on, come on. All the dads, come on, stand up. All dads, let's go, let's go. Come on, dads. Turn it up a little bit. Go get hype, get hype. It's your day, baby. It's your day. Listen, just stay. Up, keep standing, ain't no way to done. Keep standing, it's good. It's good to be honored. Listen, and I'm just telling you, it is so important that you keep standing. We need you. And here's the thing, is our culture, humanity, will always attack authority. It will always, every institution that God sets up, it will always be attacked. And so here's the deal, is because God said that man would lead his family, not dominate, lead. Okay? Okay? We don't dominate, it's not a power position, but the oil of anointing flows from the head to the body and you are anointed to lead your family you are anointed to walk in here's what happens, is we're not perfect we blow it, come on, we get mad, we say things we're too, too, we, we coach too much we say too less, we're always adjusting, but here's what I'm saying is that God has you in their lives, in your family's lives, as a leader in their life, for the rest of their life and don't get discouraged Don't get discouraged, just continue on, continue on. And this morning when I was praying for you men, you fathers, I really believed that that in my time of prayer that I was supposed to pray over you legacy, legacy. And so uh, in in just a minute we're going to pray over you and I am praying that the choices that you're making and the healing that you're allowing and the fact that you're allowing God to minister to your heart and your soul that the choices and the courage that you are stepping into will affect three generations. Your sons, your daughters, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren. Come on, all over this place. Go ahead and turn him up a little bit. It seems a little low. Father, I thank you that you are moving. Come on. If you're by a dad, just reach your hand over there. Come on, touch them. It's all right. Father, in Jesus' name, God, we thank you for Legacy we thank you for fatherhood father right now. I pray that you would continue to move continue to heal Continue to open doors father. I pray right now father for broken relationships to be made whole for cycles that are harmful To be to to be cast down come on and uprooted in Jesus name father I thank you for generational impact years and years of generational impact and legacy. And God, we thank you for these men. We thank you that, for their courage. And we thank you for their tenacity. In Jesus' name. Come on. And everybody said amen. 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 Y'all give these dads a hand. Y'all have a seat. Listen, for all of you dads online watching, I just want you to know that we are praying for you. We believe that God has good things for you. Come on, y'all ready for church? Yeah. Let me tell you something. That was a level two. That was a level two. Come on, are y'all ready for church? So, so here, here's the thing is, is during the summer, I'm, kinda, I'm here all the time, but, but I'm not always preaching. And so here's the thing. I want to condition us. Um, every house has a culture. If you come to our house, it's loud. Come on, come on. Maybe you are are the cello family that y'all wake up and you play symphonies. You know what I'm saying? And it's just kind of like, it's very uh, stately and it's very peaceful. It's very, like, that's the demeanor. That's great. That's wonderful. We are not those people. We're loud. Come on. Anybody know I have a loud house? Come on. We're kind of rambunctious We're kind of like all talking at one time. Come on, anybody can relate. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And so in this house, we are not just listening, but we're having a conversation. That doesn't mean that you're talking while I'm talking. It means that we're having a conversation. And I believe the Spirit of God is having a conversation with your spirit. I believe that God is ministering to your heart, your soul, and your mind, and God is doing something. And so we want to acknowledge that. So this is not one of those churches where you have to just be very, very quiet. I don't know how many churches you have visited, but this is an engaging church. We we like being here. You know, does that make sense? And so you're not going to do something wrong by saying, amen, that's right, that's good, amen, praise the Lord, and clap, all right? So just do all that r- real quick. One two three. all right cool and so there's not one way to acknowledge what God's doing in the service but we do want you to begin to get into the habit of acknowledging when God is speaking to you I don't know of a parent that doesn't want their child to acknowledge that they are talking okay <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> come on. <laughs> okay. God is having you here, and I believe he knows you better than you even know yourself. And he is talking to you. And we want to acknowledge when he is. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, talking to us. Does that make sense? And so we do that with that's right, that's a good thing, amen. But because we're 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 wanting the atmosphere around us to understand. Okay? Because salt, light, darkness, light, we want everyone around, we, our ears need to hear we're coming into agreement with God and that has to happen verbally. Does that make sense? So, th- that, was, that was a great time. Let's practice again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, And so, we're not looking for like football yell, yeah! We're just like, yeah, that's right. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. We're just to have a conversation. Okay. Dads, let me say this. That As we begin to talk, and today's sermon is not about fatherhood, but I do want to give you one concept real quick that I think is important. Fathering is more than a role that you play. It's more than a role that you play. It is the releasing the potential of your child. That is what fathering is, and that is what you're doing, and that's why God gives you a long time to do it. Aren't you glad you don't have to get it all done in a year? Aren't you glad you don't have to get it all done in 10 years? But you have 16 to 17 to 18 years to develop their potential. And a father's responsibility is not a role that they play. It's not just a title that they have. It is you are the primary example of releasing the potential of your child. And we are praying for you. And I just want to say that if you came to Christ in the last couple years and maybe you didn't really have a father figure, maybe you didn't really see that model growing up, I would encourage you to jump into dad life because we have a group of men that are figuring out, studying and learning how to be great. Come on, dads. Dads. The second thing is that in the fall and spring, we have kind of a parenting class that begins to help us navigate where we want to go. And and here's the thing, dads, what do you want the next 30 years to look like? You create that now. Does that make sense? Or is your home one of the homes that people want to come back to? Or, Or is your home one of the ones people can't wait to leave? Well, guess what? None of that just happens. Everything is intentional, and we are intentional with our careers. We are intentional with our stuff. We're intentional with our cars. And let's come on. We're going to release our potential of our children. Come on, is that good? Y'all give the Lord a hand clap for that. Come on. God didn't just send Jesus to live and to die so that we would. How's the pretty good news? The pretty good news. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the above-average news. The occasionally, sometimes better than other news. And 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 today is going to be a very simplistic message, but I I I want to, you know, sometimes we need messages that are full of Holy Spirit revelation. And sometimes we need messages sermons that speak to us that remind us of what we already know but sometimes we forget and so, come on, it's like that chocolate milk where the chocolate goes down to the bottom and sometimes you got to stir it up, you know what I'm saying? Because then, you know, anybody get to the bottom of your chocolate milk and you're like, whoa, look at all this goodness. You know, like we don't want you to get to the end of your life and realize there were so many good things that God had for you. We want you to stir that up. Come on, listen, right now. And we believe that God wants to tell you something right now. And sometimes we got to stir up old revelations and put them in front. Of our eyes. Here's the thing the good news is the best news in the world. Jesus is the light, listen, of the world. His light is what heals our soul. His light is what heals our soul and sets us free for us today. In fact, there's a verse that's gonna set up the context of our conversation today 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. It says this The God. Who said, "Let there be light"? Okay, okay. I know I'm reading, so it's easy to check out. But, but, let the God who said, "Let there be light," you understand? Creation came into existence, and God said, "Let there be light," and all of a sudden, the lights turned on. Okay, the God who said, "Let there be light" out of darkness has shown in your hearts to give you the light of knowledge. Everybody say, "Knowledge." Of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Okay, so sometimes when you read the Bible, it sounds like... You're like, you know, sometimes it feels a little Shakespearean. And it feels like, what did they say? (laughs) It was really awesome. (laughs) Have you ever heard someone talk and like you know they're intelligent, but you have no idea what they're talking about? Come on, you're like, wow, that was awesome. Okay, let's break this down. Here's the thing. Is... This is actually talking about the shift and the appearance of what Jesus does in our life. That His face and the reason we seek His face and the reason that we seek His presence and the reason that we go to Jesus is because now He is the source and turns on the light of knowledge in our souls. Okay, so if we go back to two verses, it tells us who turns off the lights and who turns on the lights. It actually says the God of this world has darkened their mind. Okay, okay, we jamming, we jamming. Listen, here's the thing, is is I, wa- I want to tell you as Christians, don't be so frustrated with the darkness of the world because there are so many things that we believe, well, they should know better. No, 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 you, you, you just missed the verse. They, their minds have been darkened. That's like you going to Pharaoh and go, you can't see what's happening. There's plagues all over the place. Let them go. You know, like he, what are you talking about? The enemy has dark. There is one that adds darkness and there is one that adds light. So arguing doesn't help and Jesus knew that so he said stop arguing because they are darkened and I turn on the light. They are darkened and I turn on the light. So don't ever expect the world to applaud the light because they don't see it. There is one that turns off the light and there's one that turns, come on, on the light and the reason we need the knowledge of Jesus is because he is the one that downloads and uploads knowledge to us so that we can begin to see the schemes of the enemy and know what's going on and be and listen and move toward where he wants us to be we need him we need him we need him in our lives we need him in what and where we're going and so the devil blinds. The Bible says it blinds the men's minds. Come on, have you ever been in an addiction and wanted to quit, but you were just blinded? Like, like you, you knew it was hurting, but you didn't know how to quit. and you And you thought you worked harder on hiding it. Come on, does that make sense? Come on. We've all been there Where our minds have been darkened and we thought that what was really going to fuel us, what was really going to help us, what was really going to change us is a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But the truth is we found out that marriage doesn't fix a broken soul. And parenting having kids don't fix a broken soul. And and passing uh, college classes don't fix a broken soul. And making more money, come on somebody help me, doesn't fix a broken soul. And finding a great church doesn't fix a broken soul. You're going to have to let the light of Jesus come into your heart and your soul and you're going to have to let him download come on something into your life this concept is liberating because what it means is it doesn't matter what you've done and it doesn't matter where you're at the light can come on it doesn't matter what you've done, listen, or where you're at the light can come on and for us, we want to make sure that we, our heart is staying in a position where we don't allow Jesus to become something he's really not. See, if we're not careful, Jesus will become sweet, and he'll become nice, and he'll become a spiritual leader, and he'll become a good teacher, and he'll become, you know, a a, a spiritual figure that we should all listen to, and I am telling you that your life will change when the appearance of Jesus changes in your life, the appearance of who he is, because here's the deal, everybody when Jesus walked, walked in the face of the earth, everyone had an appearance of who they thought Jesus was. Jesus is this. No, 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 Jesus is this. Hey, you know what? We're hanging out with Jesus is this. And all of a sudden, there's a moment, they find out who he is, and they're like, what? And we believe that that can happen for you at any time in any service, that the light of Christ can illuminate your soul, and you can find the glory of God. Come on. Does that make sense? Okay, so here's the deal. Jesus has the power to bring light and knowledge And help navigate any situation. So, for me, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and throw this out to y'all. I don't know streets, I don't know roads, and I don't know exits. I'm just that guy. So, if you come to me and you're like, there's some of you that you were born with like this navigational system in you. And when you wake up, you see the North Star and you see the South Star, you see all the stars, and you're like, I know exactly where I am. I'm never lost. I know proximity. And you're like, you're incredible. Like, you just, you, you know where West is, and, and you know where East is, and you're just a great navigator. You, like, should have been a sea captain. Does that make sense? Like, you missed your calling. You're just really good at that. And so I am not the guy that you can come in and that you can say, oh, just go down to Highway 19, turn on Red Fox Pass, take a left, and take a right. And we're 1305. <laughs> that sounds like to me, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I, I'm like. After all that you said, I still don't know where to go. (laughs) Come on, is that, how many of y'all, that's you. You have nowhere, like, here's the deal. I have to use my, the second woman in my life, and that is Siri. I have, she talks to me a lot. Come on, somebody. She tells me where to go. And I am that guy, and I already know that there are some of you, well, I just, what happens when the whole world? crashes, and you don't have Siri telling you where to go. I'm going to stay home. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just stay home. I mean, if Siri's down, if look, if Google's down, I'm, I'm just going to be home. You'll be like, where's Pastor C? He's at home. <laughs> Listen, I think that what happens in, in life is I don't want us to think that Jesus is happy just being in the car. Jesus is happy that you just swung by and picked him up. And y'all journeyed together. I also don't want us as a church, for people who don't know the Bible and are learning God and learning theology and learning who He is. We also don't want our sermons to be. We'll just go down left, go down Highway 20, and and when we're done, everybody's like, "Oh my God, that was so good!" And you're out there going, "I have, I'm lost. I need a GPS for what we just talked about." And here's what I'm telling you: the first and greatest relationship in your life is Jesus. He wants an active relationship with. You, and listen, it's not thinking about Jesus. There are a lot of parts to a relation. I just can't think good things about Katie and have a relationship. I actually have to pause. I have to have a conversation. I have to be inconvenienced. We have to talk a while. We have to talk about things that she cares about. And here's, does that make sense? Like we have to do, and sometimes I have to be a listener. Sometimes I don't get to be a talker. Come on, help me. You know, help me. This is getting too deep, Okay. Uh, And so you guys might not know this about me, but I'm the talker in our relationship. (laughs) Shocked, y'all. I know. And so if you want to know what is the number one thing your wife gets offended about, just what's the number one thing your wife gets offended about when she starts the vault of conversation (laughs) and the river starts to flow, thank God. The river's flowing, conversation is happening, and it seems to always be at an inconvenient time. Come on, does that make sense? And so I'm actually like walking through and I said, How are you doing? And the invisible and the expectation was, Fine, I love you, you're wonderful. That's what I was thinking I was getting. But I didn't get that. What I got was, Oh, since you're asking, I'm not really asking. I just, I just I wasn't asking. It was just kind of a, a nice thing to do. <laughs> I actually take it all back. <laughs> because I don't actually have time to know how you're really doing. <laughs> but tonight, we could do that for hours. <laughs> Come on. Help me. Help me. Listen. To have a relationship with Jesus means there is talking there is praying, there is listening, there is understanding, there is giving him personal deep things. It is a conversation, listen, with the Lord. And, and I want you to know that as a church... It is the light of Christ that illuminates your way in the midst of culture and darkness and, and, and feelings and emotions. I mean, the emotions can be so tense. You were doing great and then you got that phone call. You were doing great, and somebody that you love, a spouse, a child, said something, and it just triggered something in you. And they're like, whoa, what happened? And you're like, I really don't know, but I'm feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all of it, it's just a trigger happened. And all of a sudden, if we're not careful, we're not led by light. We're led by feelings. We're led by offense. We're led by hurt. We're led by assumption. And God wants us to be led By his light. When Jesus' appearance changes in our life, darkness will scatter and knowledge will begin. Let's look at this. Mark chapter 9. Come on, Mark chapter 9. And we're going to jump into this. Get your phone. Get your Bible. Take notes. Come on. Mark chapter 9. And it says this. Listen to this. After six days, Jesus. What's that small little word say? It's okay. It's not it's not a trick question. All right, some of y'all are like four syllables, four, 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 four letters, four, le- whatever. It, it, I know I'm not a teacher. All right. All right. All right. Jesus took. All right. Some of y'all are still it's coming into focus. I don't know if you bought your glasses today. Jesus, what? Took. He took. Jesus, it didn't say Jesus. Asked, Jesus suggested Jesus passive aggressively Hinted (laughs) That Some of the disciples would go up the mountain Can I let you know That if your relationship with Christ Has become passive aggressive And he's not taking you nowhere Then I need you to check your soul Because listen Some of us have changed the appearance to Jesus to sweet, to nice, but Jesus takes us somewhere. Come on, took. Come on, dads, took. Like, it's funny when the kids come up to me and they're like, Dad, you took the last Oreo. And you're like, every time, all day, every day, baby, I pay for it. I'm going to take mine. <coughs> I'm going to just let you know. If you want the last Oreo, buy them. <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about? Dad, did you drink the last one? Every time. Like, I'll wait for the last and go, <laughs> hey! Y'all don't like it? <laughs> Get a job. Y'all, come on. Jesus, listen, took them. Like if you want to go with me, I'm taking you somewhere. And so here's the deal. There is no place in our spiritual life for just sitting, for just pontificating, God wants to take us on a journey somewhere and that journey is out of darkness into light through and in and working knowledge of how to navigate life so that you can grow spiritually. God has something come on for you. I only got a couple words in. All right. Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and he led them. He he led them up to a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. I don't know about you, but that's like super exciting. I mean, like Jesus like turns into this like... Glow stick, I am not know, it was like, wow, it's like, hey, just so that y'all know, bam, I mean, yeah. like, this is a pretty big deal, yeah. it's a pretty big deal, yeah. and here, here's what I want us to see, Jesus' appearance in your life will change um, when we begin to um, become distinctive about his clear direction, yeah. see, here's the deal, listen, Jesus wants to direct your life he wants to lead you he wants to take you and come on let me tell you something he wants to grow you out of what the enemy's assignment for your life is he doesn't want you living 50 or 60 years under addiction he doesn't want you living 50 or 60 years trying to find your identity and value and purpose god has a journey for you to be on and he chose jesus to take you somewhere and i gotta ask you are you still letting jesus take you are you still letting jesus move you come on here's the thing it's so easy to reinvent Jesus in fact people, even the people of God have been reinventing God we're gonna make him an image we're gonna make him a teacher we're gonna make him a prophet we're gonna make him this and even in the church, listen we can make Jesus a symbol of unification we can make Jesus something hard to define We can make Jesus a divine Uber driver that just tries tries to usher people into heaven. That's Jesus. Come on. Jump in his vehicle and let him usher you to heaven. No, no, no. Jesus wants to direct your life. And he wants to move you. And he's saying, here's where I'm going. And here is your next step. Okay, look at this. Let, let, let's put this in context for us to really understand what he's talking about. He begins to lay that out in the couple verses before. Look at this. Okay, let's read this. Matthew chapter 8, 34 and 30, 37. It says this. And calling after calling the crowd to him with the disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. In other words, here's the thing. Obviously, Jesus didn't understand marketing. Because you don't take people who've already left their home. They've already showed up. They've already journeyed. They've already sacrificed at some level. And now the crowd and the disciples are all present. And that's the one. I'm not really trying. Maybe it's not really smart to preach to the people who are at church. You need to come to church. Like, you're here, come to church. You're here, be here every Sunday. You're here. And so sometimes it feels disingenuous because you're like, I am here. Are you talking to the people who are not here? Jesus has a crowd and he has the disciples. And he begins to say, hey guys, thank you all for coming today. Really appreciate that. We've got a great turnout today. Here's your next step. If you really want to be my disciple and you really want to go on a journey with me, here's what I need you to do. And all of them gulp. Come on. Because everybody was there for a different reason. There was a different motive. Come on, does that make sense? Some people were waiting for the Messiah king, come on, to roll in like in a couple chapters later where he comes in on the donkey, palm branches, come on, and they're all going, Hosanna, Hosanna, come on, remix, and and that's what we're waiting for. He's going to establish his king. We're about to whoop Rome. We're about to take our country. Come on, yeah. Their appearance of Jesus Was actually not Jesus What they were looking for Was not what they were looking at Come on help me Here's the thing Is It's not that Jesus Doesn't Want to change your life But it is We have to be very careful as Christians That we don't um change the king of glory and dethrone him for the king of good days See I'm here serving Jesus Because I want good days I'm here serving Jesus because He's going to make me, my life Happier and better And here's what I want to tell you The light of Christ when it illuminates It means that you begin to see things clearly And I believe that if you plant good seed The Bible says good things will grow So it's not that you can't have Better days ahead But the goal for your life Is not good days It's to direct your whole life into the next season of your life and to continually be driving you from comfortable positions to uncomfortable positions and keep moving you forward forever forever look at this it says for whoever would save his life would lose it but whoever would lose his life for my sake and the gospel will save it for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world And forfeit his soul. For what can a man give in return for his soul? Do you know how much we spend in the U.S. on health care? I'm not getting political, so don't worry. I'm just saying to you, do you know how much we spend on health care? We care so much about the external we care, we're, we're working on our overbite, underbite, braces, glasses, and all of it's great. I'm not against any of it. In fact, the other day, Thursday, I had to go when I did this sleep study, and um, it's funny because they, I don't know if you've done a sleep study, but they wire you up, and, and they wire you, and they, they, I mean, wires are coming out everywhere, and they have glue, and they stick it to you, and they're like, okay, go to sleep, and you're like. And then they come in at like five in the morning and go, Well, we knew it, you can't sleep. And you're like, That's right, I can't sleep because I can't move, because I got wires everywhere. We just spend a lot of money on the external. And what God is saying is, Think about how much value we put on the hair product, the makeup. Come on, does that make sense? The surgery. But God is saying all of that is not as valuable as, because here's the deal, you can have the the perfect smile, you can have the Rogaine come on somebody, you can have the great cut, you can have the tan, and you can still be in your car lonely, miserable, and hurting. You can still be in a party where everyone's honoring you, and you feel like you have no real friends. See, the truth of the matter is God is saying that the one thing that we can't externally fix is our soul. And that's why we need Jesus, because he is the glory that touches your soul, that changes your life. Come on. What, what, what's, what's your soul worth? Listen, we have insurance premiums that we pay. We spend a lot of money. We'll take a job based on insurance. And here's what I want to tell you. Do you, listen, do you Put that much time on your soul? Come on. Because the truth of the matter is, we want to know that, listen, for, for us to work on our soul and for us to allow Jesus to begin to direct our lives, it will take three things. I'm going to give them to you real quick. First, it will be an invitation. God issues the invitation. Every time you've heard the gospel preached or someone loved you, With the love of the Lord, that has been an invitation for you to come and take a next step. Even if you rejected it, even if you were too busy. In fact, this service right now is an invitation. But there are some people looking around, wondering what other people are thinking, wondering why they're here, wondering why whatever. But here's the deal. It doesn't matter if you think it's an invitation, it is. Like God wants to speak to you, God didn't collect all of us to speak to them. It's an invitation. So the next thing that happens is, so, so they didn't, so, here, so let, me, let me get this, break this down for you. The disciples didn't get to run up any mountain they want and say, God told them, I'm going to take you up the mountain, and you're going to follow me, and I'm the director. Come on to somebody. And so we're going to march. Holla. Come on. Look at band people right here. One back to back. Listen, we're going to march, and we're going to march in line, and you don't get to run ahead of me. You don't get to run ahead of me. I'm taking you. And so you're going to want it right now. You're going to want to fix it right now. And I'm just telling you, if you don't let God take you, there will never be enough for your life. Come on. The, the church won't be enough. People won't be enough. Relationships won't be enough. Money won't be enough. Time won't be enough. It, you'll never have enough. Oh, man, I'm just so overwhelmed. I don't have enough time. Well, everybody has the same. Come on, yeah. Jesus is the one that takes you up the mountain, and we don't run, a- run ahead and so here's the thing is that we submit to his stride. I remember the first time I started walking with my wife. <laughs> she could have been an Olympic walker. she is very good at walking she is and she I don't know something about her in hips or what they just lock in and and, and they're just and so I'm like actually running when she's, I'm like, <laughs> uh, and, and, and she gets so focused and locked in and I'm like, Woo, we're, we're going, we're burning calories here, girl. Like we're getting our steps in. Yeah. And so now I walk fast because we walk together. And all of my kids are like, dad, you're walking too fast. And I'm like, it's your mother's fault. <laughs> it's your mother's fault because here's what, we all want it Faster. I went up to the line and I asked God forgiveness, and I don't want to think these thoughts anymore. I want to do this, and I don't want to do that, and I want to be yeah. And we're frustrated, come on, that it's a process yeah. that we can't just run up in the mountain, yeah. have a glory moment, and everything change. God is going to take you up the mountain, and He's going to walk you up the mountain, and He's asking you to let Him direct your life. Come on, does that make sense? Does that make sense? So invitation, submission, and then here's the last one. As you begin to walk up the mountain, there is separation. See, here's the deal. If you're really going to let God direct your life, there will be a separation. And so how do we balance that with people that we love and that we're ministering to, but yet God is calling us to another level and we need to separate ourselves. Okay? Jesus was able to hang out with sinners and not judge them, not love them, and not act like them. Does that make sense? And so we've got to grow our spiritual maturity to the place that we know who Jesus is, we know the power of the Holy Spirit, and we know that God is thriving in us so that we can come and actually deposit something in people's lives. Come on, does that make sense? Jesus was very confident at who his father was and who he was. Because his whole ministry started off with the devil saying, you're not who you are. Come on. For all of us, we are not trying to judge people. We're not better than people. We all deal with secret things that we're trying to work and bring before the Lord. But there will be a separation if you begin to follow the Lord because here's the deal. Some of the crowd stays at the bottom of the mountain and some people go up. And I'm asking you to be the people that will go up and take the next step when Jesus says go. Here's the second thing that I want you to see. Is that Jesus' appearance changes when we catch the sight of his glory. Look at this. Look at this. Okay, so they they get a private meeting. They're going up the mountain, you know what I'm saying, two by two or whatever, however it's cool. All right, all right. Y'all remember the Disney, like, Follow Me Boys? You remember that? Follow Me Boys. Anyway, uh, my kids like that show. All right, so it's kind of like that moment. We're walking up the mountain. All right, here we go. They're walking up the mountain, and there, verse 4, and there appeared to them Elijah and Moses and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, is it good that we're here? <laughs> like, let us go make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, and they were terrified. I got a lot to unpack here, but I got to be real quick. Okay, so here's the thing. Let me, can I just say this? Don't be the person that says something and you don't know what you're saying. Now, this is practical. This is. Just, this is, I, I'm just gonna come. All right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna just come down here a little bit. This is gonna be super practical. But J- Peter was like, "Hey," la, 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 and he didn't even know what he was talking about. Don't be so adamant and wrong. Come on. There. Are, but come on. Does that make sense? Like, realize that what you are seeing may not be all that there is to see, and God may be doing something that you do not perceive, that you do not know. Come on, does that make sense? And we don't want you building tents that actually aren't going to do anything. We want you stepping off the mountain with the anointing so that other people can climb up. That's what we want for the body of Christ. Okay, here's the thing. Let Let me put this all in context. They go up, they're walking up. That only a few of the disciples get to go. Like, like it's, a, it's a who's who. It's co- kind of cool. The top three, I don't know. And, and so they finally get up there. They finally get there. And Jesus is like, I got something to show you. And they're like, cool, what is it? Ooh. Like he starts glowing. He's glow. I mean, I don't know. Like it's a big deal. Like you've never seen Jesus glow before. So you're like, wh- what? What? And then Elijah and Moses shows up. Like, I'm talking about, we've taken this to conference to level 10, okay? Like, when, when Elijah and Moses show up, spiritual things are happening. I don't know how that plays out to you. What'd you do? Oh, yeah, I went on a little walk. Oh, really? Who went with you? Um, i just a couple friends. Oh, who were they? Well, Elijah and Moses. We just kind of walked around up on the mountain. Listen, here's the thought. God was showing them that I want you to catch who Jesus is. I want you to catch his glory. Jesus is actually not this man, and he's not a teacher, and he's not a prophet. Listen, he's actually a super big deal. And the reason that Elijah and Moses were there is because Elijah represented the prophets and Moses represented the law. And God was saying that all of that has been fulfilled now and you don't need to look to them anymore. You need to look to Jesus. It was actually a very huge moment. Come on. And here's what I need you to know is that Jesus is a big deal. The veil over Jesus was removed and his power and its glory shined th- forth and here's what that means when you're in trouble there's an answer for you when you are hurting listen there is an answer for you I've heard many stories in fact today I was going by Seven Brew and, I, and, and the girl was taking my order and, and today I said she, said, she asked me, hey, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm a pastor. I'm going to do a couple services today. She goes, okay. And I said, are you celebrating Father's Day? Man? She goes, actually, you know, a couple years ago, uh, my dad died, and, and uh, my brother is nine, and he's having a hard time. And I just, I just stopped and, and I prayed for her and it was, just, it was kind of a moment. But, but I'm like, people are caring. A lot of stuff. And you need to know that you don't have to live in darkness. And when darkness is coming, you run to the face and the glory of Jesus. Because here's the deal. He's the fulfillment of it all. And he has a prophetic word that he wants to speak over you. Or he has character that he wants to build in you. But Jesus is now the focus. And he is who we look to. And he's actually a really big deal. Come on, help me. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. For my God will supply every need. Of yours according to his riches and glory in Jesus Christ in other words here's the thing is that what you have need of the glory of Christ when that is shined and revealed into your life you will have look at me what you need you will have what you need. Here's the last one. And then we're going to go. This So, so this the story even goes to the next level. Okay. So first level is Jesus glows up. Okay. The second thing is that we have really cool friends. Okay. And the third is this. Let's read this. Come on. Look at this. Look at this. Um, boom. Right here. And Peter, yeah, you know, he said this is the deal. Um, verse 6. For he did not know what to say. For they were terrified, and a cloud overshadowed them. Listen to this. And a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Okay, 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 okay. Let's all say this together because it's going to be super cool if we all do that. Where is it? Right here. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Don't build tents for Moses and don't try to follow Elijah. But I need you to now listen to him like he was them because actually he is a big deal and he's bigger than them. And so when he begins to speak to you, I need you to actually listen to him because only what you just saw, he's actually bigger than that. And so he is the fullness of my glory. Come on, help me now. And here's the thing. The appearance of Jesus will change when we see him alone as our pathway to the Father. He's the pathway to the Father. And so I believe that God is speaking to you. I believe that there are download moments happening. And I'm asking you to listen, not to resist. Not to say, well, I'm not really ready yet. Well, you don't know the background. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know the story. You don't know what I'm looking for. You don't know. Listen to Jesus. Listen to Him. Have a personal relationship with the Lord where you begin to have a conversation. You take the Word, you read the Word, you apply the Word, you pray the Word, and you listen to Him when He begins to convict you and stir you and move you and you say, yes, sir. Boom. Okay. And you, you, God's not going to tell you the end from the beginning. He's going to want to see if you take a step of faith. He's not going to tell you how it's all going to turn out. But he's going to tell you, go over here and do this and do that. And God wants to direct. And if we catch a glimpse of who he is and we realize that he's our only pathway to the Father so that we can meet the Father, we can accept forgiveness, we can, become on, live free and fuel our purpose. Then here's the deal. Jesus doesn't become a random figure in the story. And here is my thing right now that I want to make sure this church is grounded on is I don't want you to grow up in this church and feel like you're cooking hamburgers and you don't know what season to use. And so is that a little Holy Spirit or is that Jesus? Is that God? Oh I guess they're all the same. It doesn't matter. Let's just throw it all on there. Jesus is the glory of God. And we want a relationship with him. Come on, does that make, Ben? Come on up. We want a relationship with Him. And so He is our pathway that God, come on, glue up, brought the assembly of, of the most authoritative figures He could, and then a cloud from heaven said, listen to Him. So here is my question for you. What has Jesus been communicating to you that you have been reluctant to do? What is Jesus asking you to do that you have been reluctant to do? Forgive your dad. Forgive your mom. Walk it back into some relationships that left and say, I am sorry I overreacted. To be honest, about some struggles that are going on in your life. And letting him touch it. Come on. What is Jesus asking you to do? Because here's what he's not asking you to do. He's not asking you to hide. He's not asking you to judge. He's not asking you to condemn. He's not asking you, he's not asking you to do these things. So if you feel like he's asking you to do those things. Then you need to repent. Because out of your soul. Out of your soul comes living water. Come on, listen. Living water. Holy Spirit moments. Soothing peace. That's what God wants for you. Soothing peace. And so we're just going to sing this for a second. Come on, Steve. And and I just want you to sit there. and, 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 And here's the deal. I want you to ask the question, Jesus, what are you trying to tell me? Like, what are you trying to tell me? And and here's the deal. It's going to be very hard for you to hear the Lord if you don't digest the Word of God. You've got to put the Word of God in. You've got to put the Word of God in. You've got to put the Word of God in. Because here's the deal, is the enemy is very deceptive, and he will tell you something, and you will stand on a feeling, and you will think it's truth. But you have to stand on truth, and then allow feelings to flow. Come on, does that make sense? Okay. And so for all of us, have you made Jesus So we, we used to sing this. All right, you're going to have to stop. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. We used to sing this song in camp, and uh, it was Little Red Box. We used to sing this Little Red Box. If I had a Little Red Box to put my Jesus in, I'd take him out, hug his neck, and share him with a friend. Okay? That was the song. But the idea is that maybe you have this little red box. It's so precious. And it's so cute. And you've decorated it and it should be on Pinterest. I was going to go ahead and say that. But you've confined the glory of God into a thought, a statement, a wound from the past. And you don't even know that Jesus is in this box. And he, listen to me, he will not stay there. Every time you read the bo- gospels, the people in the city always wanted Jesus to stay. Hey, stay here. We have a whole lot more people for you to heal. Well, that sounds great. See, come on. The governors and the authority, the, the city rulers, they want Jesus to stay. Woo! Revival. No, 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 no. They, their appearance of Jesus was that. It's great for the economy. If people will come and get saved and healed and all that here, people will move here and will grow. And Jesus knew your picture of me is not the right picture. I'm moving on. Come on. What's the box? Can we break the box? Can we break the box? Come on, come on. As they begin to do. Come on, come on. Let's go ahead and step into that. Come on. Listen, listen, listen. They're going to sing this over you. And I just really believe that God's going to begin to move on your life. Come on. Come on. I believe breakthrough if we begin to listen what do you need to lay down what do you need to forgive what do you need to say okay god i'm done with that what heaviness is on you come on does that make sense like 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 jesus is saying yo i I, I'm, i'm a big deal if you will come to me online listen if you will come to me and you will seek my face and let the glory of god fall on your life I will move you out of darkness into knowledge and you'll begin to know your next step. Come on, does that make sense? Come on, let's stand up. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the contact us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.